Welcome, everybody, to Spirituality Adventures. Thanks for joining in. So today, I'm going to be talking about the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to talk about the quest for meaning. How do we figure out meaning and purpose in our life? It's one of those big, big questions. And one of my favorite books in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament for Christians, is the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to start by just reading a portion of of a poem. And then I want you to be thinking if you can tell me who wrote this poem. It starts off, Midway on our life's journey, I found myself in dark woods, the right road lost. To tell about those woods is hard, so tangled and rough. And savage that thinking of it now, I feel the old fear stirring. Death is hardly more bitter. And yet, To treat the good I found there as well, I'll tell you what I saw. Those are the opening lines of Dante's Inferno. And for those of you who have been reading my blogs, you might recognize that from a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. But I quoted this in one of my blogs. It's actually the beginning of Dante's Divine Comedy and the Inferno section. If you remember, Dante is on a journey with Virgil, the Roman poet from over a thousand years before Dante. And they are really exploring the meaning of life through these metaphors of hell and purgatory and paradise. But really, plumbing the depths of human experience. And with Virgil as his mentor, he's on this mythological, metaphorical journey through human experience, trying to really figure out the deepest meaning and purposes of life. It's fascinating to me that the book of Kohelet in the Hebrew, that's the Hebrew title for the book Ecclesiastes, is that same thing. It's actually a journey that a community of people are on to seek out meaning and purpose. And I did a series on the book of Ecclesiastes several years ago, and I was asked to do a talk again recently, and I thought about this particular talk, and I thought how well it tied in with what I'm doing on Spirituality Adventures. Kohelet is the word for that's translated the teacher in the opening pages or the preacher, It's actually the word kohal is the word for assembly or gathering. And so kohelet is the person who is convening or gathering a community of people. So any gathering of a community is a kohal, and the Greek word for community or gathering is ekklesia. That's where the the term ecclesiastes comes from, the Greek word. And it's it's the same word that Paul uses for church, for a community of believers in the New Testament, ecclesia. So this Kohelet is the convener of assembly of people, and basically what they're seeking out is meaning and purpose in life. They're doing this together. They're on a journey together. So I thought about kind of what I'm doing in Spirituality Adventures is kind of convening a group of people through social media, through all the different means that we do this, and we're really discussing our meaning and purpose in life. I talk about how this is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, which is really our connection to self, our connection to one another, and our connection to something that's greater than us, that's loving and caring. 
And so this is kind of an amazing journey. I want to read from the book of Ecclesiastes real quickly. Verse 2, chapter 1, says this, Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, says Kohelet, the convener of the group. Everything is meaningless, completely meaningless, verse 2. And then in verse 12, it says, I, the teacher, that's Kohelet, I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. Now, this is fascinating because the key word through the whole book of Ecclesiastes is this Hebrew word, hevel, hevel. And it's translated a lot of different ways. In, in Ecclesiastes here, by this is the New Living Translation, it's translating meaninglessness. If you're reading this from the King James Version, it would be vanity, vanity. Everything is vanity. And I searched for everything under the sun, and in the end, it's all vanity. Another meaning of this word is breath or vapor. So it can be something that's very transient, that's impermanent. So if you think about even Buddhism and how they talk about samsara, which is the source of suffering, they talk about dukkha as suffering, they talk about anika as impermanence, something that's just transient, that's just there and then it's gone. You can't hang on to it. It's like vapor. It's like breath. And so many things in this book, as the Kohelet, as the teacher or preacher, pursues them. And literally in this book, he pursues everything. He literally pursues pleasure. He pursues wine. He pursues women. He pursues wealth. He pursues power. He, he pursues even trying to recreate and rebuild the Garden of Eden. And almost after every one of his searches, the uh, convener of this group who's seeking out life's meaning concludes that it's Hevel. It's vapor. Even some of the good things, family and love and different things like that, but death comes and it's like vapor. And so it's a fascinating book as it talks about this word hevel. Now, I want to talk just a little bit more about this word hevel in the book itself because what's fascinating about this book is that it is an extended commentary on the story in Genesis of Cain and Abel. So if you remember in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you have the creation story. Chapter 3, you have the story of the fall, eating the apple, the curse, Adam and Eve, all of that. And then in chapter 4 of Genesis, Adam and Eve uh, uh, come together. They have a child. They have Cain and they have Abel. Now what's interesting is that when Eve has Cain, she names him. And Cain, the word, the name, his name means to acquire. I have acquired a child, and she named him Cain, that word kana, Hebrew, to means acquire. And then when she had Abel, guess what? Abel is the same word as hevel. So Abel, the name in Genesis 4, is hevel, the same word in Ecclesiastes. So when the teacher in Ecclesiastes concludes that everything's meaningless or vanity or vapor or breath, that's 
Abel. And so if you think about it, Cain tries to acquire his his brother and takes his life and Abel's life is snuffed out. Cain becomes sort of a metaphor in the book of Ecclesiastes as the teacher, as the as the teacher tried to find meaning in pleasure and wine and women and and rebuilding the Garden of Eden and power and and all that kind of stuff, he concluded every time that it's like Abel, it's Hevel, it's breath, it's vapor, it's impermanence. Nothing lasts forever. You can't hold on to it. And so really, this book is fascinating to me. It's a group of people who are trying to search for meaning in life. I wrote this about the book. It says, the search for meaning is an arduous and frustrating task. Faith and doubt travel together. How do we know anything? How can we really grasp meaning? What is knowable? Kohelet draws the reader into a journey filled with frustration, but ultimately it is the most important journey a person can make. It's the journey to figure out purpose and meaning in life. I've always loved this aspect of humanity. I think that all of us, when we stop and think and ponder our lives, we want to know why are we here? What brought us here? What's the bigger purpose for our existence? In the uh, work of Plato, Plato describes Socrates. In fact, we know Socrates through Plato and his work. And, and Socrates said this, a life lacking in inquiry or questions, a life lacking in the philosophical pursuit of meaning, Socrates said, is not a human life. And he didn't mean that people that don't ask the deep questions aren't actually human beings. That's not what he's talking about. He's just talked about the essence of being human is this search for meaning. I mean, we have these brains that uh, if you if you've looked at from the evolution of the brain, we've developed this huge prefrontal cortex, which is so unique to to uh, to humanity. And we can contemplate and think about our own existence, our own thoughts, our own meaning, our own purpose of why we're here. It's an amazing thing. And so this ability to think and com- contemplate the deepest things of life is, is what is uniquely human. If we don't do that, we're missing out on something that's very important to humanity itself. Henry David Thoreau, when he bo- wrote the book Walden, he kind of bailed out on society and he built a little cabin in the woods and he lived in nature for a couple of years and he wrote uh, this book called Walden. And in it, he reflects on humanity and says, most of humanity lives li- live lives of quiet desperation. Quiet desperation. Throw was one who thought that the deep life is the philosophical life. I remember reading a book when I was as uh, in my, I don't know, probably in my 20s or 30s, something like that, my 30s, and it was called Into the Wild. There's a book by John Krakow. John Krakow is one of my favorite authors. Probably his most famous book is Into Thin Air, and that was on the 1996 tragedy on Mount Everest where um, a lot of great people died, Rob Hall and, and um, um, 
Fisher and a number of number of people. Krakow was actually on that climb, and so he wrote this famous book that was turned into a movie called Into Thin Air. But one of Krakow's first books was Into the Wild, and it told the story of Chris McCandless. Chris McCandless was a young guy that grew up in a in a family that went to church, but the church part of it was largely a facade. There was a lot of hypocrisy in the family, a lot of hypocrisy, what they put on to the front, to their outside image, what was going on behind the scenes. So he went off to college, to Emory University, and then after he graduated from college, he literally just disappeared off the grid. His parents didn't know where he was at. He disconnected from his family. He traveled from Georgia, all the way across the southern part of the United States, and then over to California, then up California, then up to the northern parts of the states, and then ultimately into Alaska, where he hiked back in Alaska on the Stampede Trail. And by the way, this place became famous after this book and then after the movie was made. And um, uh, some ways off a of Stampede Trail, he found a bus, and he kind of lived in this bus, lived off the land for several months. But he misdiagnosed a plant that was supposedly an edible plant. He started eating a poisonous one, ultimately cost him his life, and he died up there. But but Krakow kind of retraced his journey, did interviews with people that he had run into, kind of grabbed hold of all of his journals and got access to those. And then years later, Sean Penn got the rights from the parents to do the movie Into the Wild, and Eddie Vedder wrote the soundtrack for End of the Wild, which is one of my favorite uh, soundtrack movies. But Chris had this incredible passion for the philosophical life. He was a big fan of the transcendentalists like Emerson and Thoreau. And he wanted to bail out on society because he thought society was really just a big, big machine to sort of press people into some corporate mold, some some sort of institutional person who was devoid of the deep things of life. He loved nature. He loved to explore philosophy. He loved to talk about all things spiritual. He was a spiritual adventurer, and he truly had a hunger for the philosophical life and the deep things of life. Unfortunately, he met a tragic end, but his story has inspired many to live the philosophical life like Walden is depicted, uh, like throw depicted in the book, in the uh, book Walden. So Hevel is this fascinating word about how when we try to pursue things, there's this, there's this uncertainty to all of life. There's this impermanence to all of life. And just as soon as we think we've accomplished something or grabbed hold of something, it just like vapor, it can puff away. Even, even when we're enjoying life and grateful for life and our family, we have moments that we wish we could hang on to forever and stretch them out for eternity with loved ones or family or friends or, or spiritual moments where we feel like one with nature or one with something that's greater than us. And we want to hold on to that, but then it seems like it just slips away. And there's something about this book in Ecclesiastes that draws us into this journey that is, that is a journey really pursuing meaning and purpose and trying to live life on a spiritual plane that's full of richness and being mindful of the moment and taking in all that we can take in because this life, as short as it is, even if we live a long life, 80, 90 years or something, 
it still seems so short. It still seems like it just slips away. It feels like it's just vapor. And so many things are like that. And, and I think a part of this book is trying to teach us that we have to learn how to embrace uncertainty. We have to learn how to br- embrace this transient nature of this world. But there are things that are permanent, and that's what Spirituality Adventure is about, trying to figure out connection to ourselves, connection to others, and connection to something greater than us that's loving and caring, and ultimately to cultivate that, to nurture that, to pursue that. And even though it feels fleeting at times, and even though it escapes our ability to grasp hold of it at times, the pursuit itself is noble and it's worthy It's so worthy that a whole book in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, was devoted to this pursuit of meaning, even though it feels frustrating, even though it is marked with doubt and faith all at once sometimes. It's a courageous journey. We face the questions. We face the darkness. We face the despair. We face the suffering. We face death with courage with hope, and we live this life to its fullest meaning and purpose. This book has been put into many, many different art forms, and music is probably the one that sticks with me the most, but I'm reminded of the song that one of my favorite bands when I was growing up, I was growing up in Kansas City in the 70s, and a band called Kansas came out. And many of you are too young to remember Kansas. It was a prog rock band in the 70s. But probably their two most famous songs were maybe Carry On My Wayward Son. And then the other one was Dust in the Wind. And probably all of you have heard of Dust in the Wind. And it was written by uh, Kerry Livgren, one of the songwriters for Kansas. He was a Topeka guy. He still lives in Topeka. And uh, he was writing and reflecting on the book of Ecclesiastes and how uh, everything is hevel. It's like meaningless vanity, vapor, breath, impermanent. It's like the wind. And he wrote dust in the wind. I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes, a curiosity, dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Same old song, just a drop of water in an endless sea. All we do crumbles to the ground, though we refuse to see. Dust in the wind, all we are is dust in the wind. Don't hang on, nothing lasts forever but the earth and sky. It slips away, and all your money won't another minute buy. Dust in the wind, all we are is dust in the wind. This song easily captures the meaning of hevel, this Hebrew word that is the theme of the book of Ecclesiastes. And while so many things are like that, transient, temporary, impermanent, vapor, the pursuit of meaning and purpose resonates in every human soul. I believe that we're all created in the image of our Creator. And our heart and our soul and our deepest longings are for things that are spiritual, deep connection connection with the universe, with what's greater than us, with what's loving and caring with God, whatever, however you want to define that. And it's, it's about connection with others and love and peace. And it's about being connected to our own selves and contemplating what our life is all about. 
So as I was re-looking through some of these uh, thoughts and notes that I had written down uh, several years ago on this book of Ecclesiastes, I, I had entitled this whole series, Satisfied, with a question mark. Are you satisfied? You know, I went through this, this big meltdown that I've talked about and really came to this place where I had to face the darkness with courage and through it all had to find hope and meaning even in my own uh, meltdown. And so I really believe that this is a noble book that talks about a noble pursuit that we all are on, whether we pause to think about it or not. We're all on a journey of meaning and purpose. And, and we all, if we connect with one another, and particularly, let me say this, if we connect with each other around our own brokenness, our own shame, and our own darkness. Let me tell you, there's something about being in a group of people who get brutally honest with each other and open up about their struggles, about their hardships, about some of their things that they're ashamed of. And when they get really honest, something happens in a room. The Spirit of God moves in a room because there's a connection that we all have around this word hevel, around how we experience life, and how we get frustrated with life, how we have doubts in life, how we have questions in life. And yet that connection does something to our soul and it sustains us and it gives us hope and it gives us meaning and it gives us purpose. Even as it slips away at times, we know that it's there. We can feel it. We can sense it. We hunger for it. We long for it. We hope for it. So this is kind of what Spirituality Adventures is all about. And I thought this is beautiful. I, I kind of see myself as a modern-day Kohelet, a guy that is trying to convene people in social media and in other platforms and even in person and things and try to discuss the deep meaning of life and what we can learn from each other and how we can grow together and how we can pursue uh, the spiritual things that, that we're all made of and that we all feel and sense and long for. So I want to leave that with you. And again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're continuing to uh, do interviews and explore lots of things on spirituality adventures. So we really appreciate your participation. And again, check out the, uh, the website, check out the uh, support tab or the bio link. And we greatly appreciate you tuning in. God bless you. Have a great day. Harvey Media Productions.